mightier than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. Psalm 93, verse 4. So there's a few comparisons here, but Chuck, um, how, how do, I mean, this is just a, a kind of a personal question. How do you kind of uh, think of the mightiness of God? I mean, what, what, what are some of the, the things that come to mind when we're trying to define the mightiness of God? Um, I think it's the, the grandeur and the strength of the Lord. So the Lord is described in multiple ways, and they are aspects of his character that put confidence in him. And so we have multiple expressions of the tender love of the Lord and his compassion and his faithfulness. And in uh contrast or to complete that are expressions of his might, uh, his powerful strong arm and the moving of his hands, these different expressions that show the the power of God in our world. I mean, he spoke this into existence. He's sovereign over it. And so the psalmist often find the the best expressions of creation to make that known to us. Uh, the mightier than the thunders of many waters. Uh, uh, they people would have uh, possibly had the opportunity to be out in the Engedi and see an instant riverbed that forms coming down the valley, thundering waters that uh, would just sweep you away if you weren't in a higher space. Or those who made it out to the sea, not every one of the people of that day had made it out to the sea, but uh, we've seen the crashing waves. I've often felt a sense of sadness for people who live uh, continentally locked, uh, especially in Africa. When I lived there, Mali is landlocked and had never been to the sea. All they had ever known of the sea is what they had seen in images, uh, television or photos. And you see the power of it. You get a feel for the strength of the Lord and his, his grandeur. So, um, I'm going to actually come at this a, a little bit of a different way because, uh, the mightiness of God is in all of the things you said, but it's also in the most minute of things. Uh, and I think this is expressed in one place that we've talked about before, but in the Elijah uh, moment when he's on the mountain and uh, the Lord says, step out from the cave you're in and, and uh, I'm going to pass by. And then it says, then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. The Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the uh, Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Then Elijah heard it, and he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the uh, mouth of the cave. And sort of on the uh, on the continue continue that uh, that aspect of the mightiness of God that is in the smallest of things as well as the biggest. You have the birth of the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, uh, in a stable in Bethlehem out on the outskirts of Jerusalem on a winter night or an early spring night. And he's not born in the chamber of kings. He's born in the stable of uh, animals. Uh, he's the most insignificant 
of children coming into the world. And yet he is the son of God. And so the parameters of God's strength go from the most minute of things to the largest of things. Because God is in the earthquakes in this, but he's also in, the, in, in, in a gentle, soft whisper. Yeah, and that's the contrast of God. He encompasses uh, extremes into one person that make us feel safe coming to him. 